Hey guys, welcome back to Mountain Murders. I'm Heather. And I'm Dylan. Happy Thanksgiving. And it's the holidays, y'all. Is this our fat free episode? That's right. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and this is us, unplugged and unedited. You're going to get the raw version of us, people. Can we be really honest? We are being super honest right now. I had like, we drank a bottle of vodka. <laughs> We have, okay, look, full disclosure, she's been cooking, holiday prepping since like 5 p.m. today. I have like 12 martinis. Right. So we I drank. I mean, that's no lie. It legit was like 12 martinis. Right. So she made us a pumpkin martini, which was incredible. Festive. But we didn't have martini glasses. We had just like the sweet tea like glasses. Pike? No, they were like pike. Yeah. So it was just a big ass glass and she's filling them to the top. And we had a few of those. So I think we had nine to 12 martinis. We're not sure. Did you like your rim sugared? I did like my rim sugar, <laughs> baby. My rim was so sweet. Oh, yeah? Did it you, was. Did you tongue it a little bit? I took it all the way around the world. Girl, girl, you know I got in all the crevasses. Oh. Hello. So, yeah, we were like, hey, should we do like a drunk episode? Everybody else is like, oh, we do wine and true crime and get drunk. And we don't do that. We try to stay pretty sober. We, okay, here's the thing. We're true crime, true crime fans. Everybody knows that that's ever listened. And, uh, but we also try to be respectful and be goofy at the same time. But tonight, I cannot promise that. It's about midnight and it's the day before Thanksgiving. And this is us, Mountain Murders Unplugged. We're going to be drinking a little bit. Hello. So you this, may hear me supping. Right. So this episode, this is yep. like a bonus for you guys since it's a holiday. And, um, I'll be honest, I'm typically, one, I'm very sober. And two, I. Yeah, she's super fucking square, guys. Typically. No, that's. Uh, it's true. I'm not square. You know you're square. No, we had this conversation earlier. I'm not square. I mean, maybe I am now, but it's because I spent such a large part of my 20s being a fucking drunk. Oh, my God. Were you a whore? Well, you, you, we did. I told you this before. Okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we had a few. She was telling me about some guy's big dick earlier. So, I'm just letting you guys know. This is where she's at right now. This is not going to be clean. It's not going to be super well, fucking proper. you were talking about some girl you tried to have sex with that had like a lopsided booby or something. She had weird titties so, and a tan line. Don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I was I'm in leaving. the Navy, bitch. I'm a veteran it, and sailors do it differently, okay? You're allowed to fucking talk so about semen. So I spent semen. a lot of years being drunk semen and talking about semen. And okay, so this is where so. we're at right now. So okay. here we go. Yeah, so this, so typically when I lay out a case, I try to like write up a script and it's super polished, but this is just my notes. So right. you're going to have to bear with me a little bit. Yeah, so this is perfect for the moment because it's not completed story. These, it's not a polished script. I feel like people have already like turned it off. No, you, we're going to keep going. They're, they heard that because they haven't turned it off. I think they turned it off when you were like, Heather was talking about some guy's big dick. No, that's when they turned the volume well, up. Well, I told you that that didn't mean anything, and then he was wearing a weird scarf, and I got turned off. Hey, baby, okay. I'm not worried about that. I'm totally secure in my stuff. Well, you, you know don't that. wear a weird scarf. No. And I'm getting really turned off by weird things. But I will like the work. way someone's feet look in socks. Or right, they're and wearing I'm turned off. stupid scarf. I'm turned off by various things like 70 bushes. 70s bushes or yes. like 70 bushes? 70s Like you bushes. mean she had just like 70 random bushes on her body or you mean like she had a fucking big 70s bush? No, I'm saying it was like you had to go on an expedition to find the fucking pussy lips. You, well, that was a bit much. But are you saying that like I should give you a machete? I needed machete. I needed fucking, uh, what is his name? 
Danny Trejo. I needed Danny Trejo. I'm drunk, but I ain't too drunk to know who Danny Trejo is. I needed is Machete to help me find the insertion okay. point, and that was it for me. But anyway, let's move on. Well, I didn't have sex with a beautiful guy who looked like a model who had a big penis because he was wearing a stupid shirt with a scarf. Well, I'll say His you... His scarf was so dumb! Have you guys seen that meme of, like, Lenny Kravitz and he's fucking perfection, but then he's wearing that scarf that trails behind him, like, ten feet, like, back? No, he it's like didn't. a fucking wedding veil. He has a train of a scarf? Yeah, well, this guy was wearing a fucking scarf like that, and he's <laughs> pretty and shit, but his scarf turned me off, so I can't... Okay, let's talk about this story. Are you ready? Oh, my God, are you ready for Thanksgiving? We've been cooking all night. I made desserts. I'm like... I'm a bomb ass dessert maker, and I'm I'm oh not even God, like trying is. to be bragging, but like I I'm just fucking make some desserts. I'm just telling you, when it goes, I in... made a Rocky Road cheesecake. Oh We're gonna God. have a pumpkin spice latte pie. Oh my God! I made some deviled eggs. I'm oh making my. some crusty, cheesy fucking mac and cheese. I got the Gruyere up in there. Oh yeah! Are you cheese dropping right now? I love cheese drop. That's rich people cheese. Don't food shame me, bro. Oh yeah, but okay. So let's do this. What case are we going to talk about? We're going to be talking about a case that happened in Nebo, North Carolina, which is around Lake James. Okay, so we're heading to the eastern edge of the Appalachian like, foothills, where the foothills meet the Piedmont, basically. Oh, okay. So kind of on the outer edges, right of around the taint, the Appalachian Mountains. Is that what we're going to call okay. it? Okay, taint no thing. Why is it? that you get drunk and you start talking about your taint. Well, I'm just saying that's in an area where two things meet. And so I'm going to call Nebo in the taint area where yeah, the foothills meet the lowlands. I really don't know a whole lot about Nebo except that it I-40 runs like by it, right? And I There's like Lake I, James is there. Yeah. That's all I know. And Lake James, there's a lot of like high-end housing communities around yeah. that. There's some money. They say it's a great folk. lake, but yeah. yes. Not a lot of regular folk The story out that we're talking about today definitely takes place in one of those wealthier neighborhoods. Oh. And we're talking about Eva Barlow. And she's a 17-year-old senior at, you know, the local high school. She is, you know, moneyed, comes from a wealthy family, kind of spoiled. Uh, Teachers would go on to describe her as being a bit manipulative. Uh, she's a bit of a bitch. She was the alpha uh -huh. in class and so, among her friend group. And she definitely enjoyed having friends who are more of like the follower types. Okay. So she has a very strong personality. Yeah, I'm not going to say she was like the lead, like the natural leader, but right. she tended to prey on friends and classmates who seemed like they were easily steered. Right. Impressionable. Right. And she could be kind of the alpha and be the ruler of the group. I'm going to break it down for you. It sounds to me like this first time I've heard about her. It's uh, she's a very strong personality. Be it a, a top A, if you will. I mean, possibly. And uh, she likes to, uh, and I would say as far as manipulating and steering other people and wanting more meek personalities around her, probably feeds some insecurities that she has inside of her own mind. Yeah. And so, like I said, teachers kind of described her as being like a bit manipulative. She was a cheerleader, but her father would later come out and say this was really not by choice, that her mother... Really pushed her. There you go. To be a cheerleader, to be kind of popular. To she wanted her daughter to be like a certain type of way. And we right. kind of know those parents. I mean. Living vicariously through their children. Yeah. And I'm yes. going to say growing up that I 
felt pushed into that sort of thing. But I definitely oh. think my mom had an idea of like she would have enjoyed having a daughter that was like that. Okay. More of like the girly girl that she could be like, oh, because I was always in like dance and beauty pageants. And I mean, really? you know me. Yeah, I know. Right. That's not fucking me okay. at all. Well, no, you have a purple mohawk right now. I know. But okay. so my mom probably would have rather had a girl that was into that kind of thing and was oh. the cheerleader and the homecoming queen. Okay. But that was like never or a very effeminate son. So her, you know, her mother really pushed her kind of into this lifestyle of like, you're going to be a cheerleader. You're going to be really dedicated to cheering. You're going to kind of be popular in high school. Like this is, this is what we want for you. And so they butted heads a little bit. Her mom felt like she had some self-esteem issues. Okay. Because she didn't naturally take to these kinds of things. Right. And she had to be kind of coerced into, like, you're going to be a cheerleader. We're going to do cheer camps. And she just wasn't feeling it. But her mom thought it was because of low self-esteem. Ah, but is that actually because she's not interested in the things you're pushing her to? Well, that could have been a lot of it. Right. So they had a strained relationship. Mom's name is Cynthia. And she and Eva had the strained relationship, which is normal for a lot of teenage girls and mothers. That's not so unheard of. Okay. You know, you do come across these parents and daughters, especially moms and daughters, who, you know, they might be best friends. They might hang out. Daughter's like, mom is my hero. She's my best friend. But let's face it, for all of you moms out there, you probably know what I'm talking about. Teenage girls are hard. Oh, my God. They naturally want to rebel against their mothers. Oh, my God. They're I've seen it. They're striving to be independent. I've seen they it up to, close. Yeah. So they can butt heads quite a and bit. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. A mama and a daughter carrying on all the time, fighting, vying for that position of alpha and stuff. Whew. Love. Give them some room is it all I can tough. tell you. It is. My daughter and I have butted heads a few times, but not like oh, some mothers and daughters I've seen. No, and she's just now coming to them little oaks. Well, she really kind of is. Right, about so, 14. And she's had, we're a lot alike in so many ways. You are. And I feel like, oh shit, she's going to be really headstrong. Why well, that sounded bad saying coming into them little oats, but you guys know what I meant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So Eva's headstrong. She disagrees with her mom. Her mom thinks she has self-esteem issues, is trying to push her to kind of be something that she's not. They're just kind of going back and forth. Okay. I mean, it's a strained relationship. And like I said, that's not so uncommon for a lot of teenage girls and their mothers. No, there's a reason this And as I mentioned before, teachers and other classmates would describe Eva as being kind of manipulative and that she would choose friends that she could easily control and manipulate. Okay. And that leads us to a gentleman named Jeremy Dunlap, who is going to become her boyfriend. Uh Uh-oh. Now, when our story takes place, Cynthia, who is Eva's mother, she discovered Eva and Jeremy, and you have to keep in mind, Eva's in high school She's like 16, 17 years old. And Jeremy is a little bit older than Eva. She finds them in bed together on the 22nd of September. Fuck me. She finds them together in the house. Obviously, Eva has kind of, you know, stinked this young man into the home. Right. They're in bed. She got a t-shirt and the panties on. It's probably not even that. Oh my God. I would freak the fuck Sex out. Sex has happened. I'd flip out, yo. 
So mom is clearly very upset when she discovers this. She makes Jeremy leave the house. She expresses anger and disappointment with Eva because this is not the first time that mom has caught Eva in bed with a guy under her roof. Damn, girl. And I know some parents might be like, well, I'd rather you do this at my house and be safe than out on the streets doing this kind of thing. I did not grow up in that kind of house. No. My mama was like, uh, no. I'm going to kill both of y'all. My mama would have never been okay with some dude sleeping over. Right. I was 25 and had a fucking baby with a guy. And my mama was still weird about letting us sleep in the same bed together because we weren't married. And we had a fucking kid together. So my mama was strict. My Damn. mama is a little old school. Damn, Andy. Right? Yeah. Mama's not cool with that. Okay. So, if mom had caught me in the bed with some boy when I was in high school, mama would have beat my ass. I grew up in old school southern type of house where they, you didn't, that shit don't fly. Even besides that, I think that would be f- weird for any parent. Let's be honest. They're still in high well, school. Yeah. They're in your house. I mean, even if you're like, I think they might be doing blah, this Like, and I'm that. not okay with that. Like, if they're parent. on a long day and they take a long time to get, you know, longer to get back from a movie or whatever, you you might suspect there was some heavy padding My attitude desk. is, if you're going to have sex, you need to sneak around and do that shit. If it's in the backseat of a car or wherever, but you need to find a place to do it because I had to sneak and hide and do that shit. And now you go into, you know, oh doing God. it under the comforts of my own roof. Were you a slut when you were younger? No! Oh my God, who did I marry? I'm a square and you know this. Yeah, I know you are. But no, totally. <laughs> it would be hard on any parent though in any circumstance to he, to face it head on like that. But I think her mother already had like this preordained plan and the way she in like this kind of false reality of, like, of what her daughter is and what she wants her to be. Exactly. Right. And Eva, only a few months earlier, had been found in bed with another boy. Damn, her Eva. father had, I guess, been alerted to this behavior. He had grown really upset to the point that he threw a pool cue near Eva's head. So oh, Eva wow. So Eva had his own daughter. Okay. He snatched the boy up. And yeah. dragged him out of the house by the hair of his head. I would do that. I'll put my hands on him. I'll put my... But it's her. I mean, it's your daughter the one to create this situation, bringing them into your house. But right. I'm going to put my hands on so, dude. So, yeah. like her daddy wasn't okay with this. Mama right. wasn't either. Daddy snatches this boy up, drags him out by his weave. Damn. him out of the fucking house. Like, I don't want to see you back here again. I kicked him right in his taint. Maybe. I don't Hello. know. Tank. And then apparently her father had spent several days giving Eva kind of the uh, cold shoulder, the silent treatment. And so when Cynthia discovers <sighs> Eva in bed again with You're this right. Jeremy character who is a little bit older than her. I mean, he's like 20, 21. I'm not really sure. Like I said, I'm going by notes here. Yeah, but it's happened over and over. So that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. So she basically says, wait till your father gets home. He's going to punish you. Yeah, and he's going to kick that dude's ass. Wait till your daddy comes home. We're going to deal with this. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with you right now. I'm fed up. She was upset. Okay. Well, Eva drove her to a bridal shower in the neighborhood the same day, this morning after, which would have been like the 23rd. Drove her mom to it? Yeah. So Cynthia is very upset, and she tells Eva, we're going to deal with this when your dad gets home. I've got a bridal shower to go to. So Eva's like, okay, I'm going to drive you there. So Eva takes her mom to this bridal shower, drops her off. 
But before Cynthia, you know, parts ways with her daughter, she says, your father is never going to look at you the same again. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the equivalent of I'm very disappointed in you. It is. And for a lot of kids, that means something. Well, even to a girl like her in her daddy's eyes, if you will, I don't even want to like be weird about that. But just, you know, in her, you know, daddy's little princess kind of blah, blah, blah thing. Yeah, that could that could really hit home, maybe even with Eva. So Eva fucks this dude, takes her mom to the bridal oh, shower. Hey. She's in trouble. Your dad's not gonna like this. Her mom's at the bridal shower. She goes back home, so of course she only has time to think about what has happened. Right now, according to Eva, Jeremy calls her at some point while she's at home alone, and he tells her, "We need to bring your mom back home from this party." And we're going to kill her. Whoa, shit. No, no, dude. We can't do that. That's my mama. Right. Okay. But there's some pre-planning to this. Yeah, but now, she's down with that. according to Eva, this is all Jeremy's idea. He calls her, go get your mama. I want to talk to her. So Eva kind of devises this plan. She's going to reach out to her mother at the bridal shower and say, hey, Jeremy is at the house and we wanted to sit down and talk to you. He's upset about what's happened. He wants to address you in a mature manner. Can we sit down and have a discussion? Okay. Well, I guess as a parent, I might be like, I'm going to see what's, I'm going to see what's up with this. So because, her mother yeah, is like, maybe okay. I can at least express to this person, this is not okay. We're not going to do this anymore. You're right. So her mom's like, okay, you know, she makes some excuses to the people in the bridal shower right. that she had to excuse My daughter's herself. a slut. The I dog, gotta go. I think she says her dog was sick and she oh. needs to go. I'm just kidding. But I shouldn't have said slut. I shouldn't have said that. But mom, Cynthia, had also confided in a friend during the bridal shower what had happened. She fucking again, guy. What's I, up? Maybe. I'm, but she okay. makes an excuse to the host. Hey, my dog is sick. I really have to go. Right. Sorry to, you know, leave so fast or right. whatever. Leave so quickly. Right. Anybody that really knew her knew probably that she's like dealing with something. So Eva picks her mom up and brings her back to their home. Okay. I guess her mom, they're in the garage and her mom is kind of talking to Eva a little bit. And then Jeremy sneaks up behind her and starts choking her. Oh my God. Right. So they're kind of, I guess maybe before this, like I said, I don't have this completely mapped out, but they're kind of starting to argue. That's when he starts to choke her. Okay. So he starts choking her out. Now, according to Jeremy, his testimony is that he and Eva had conspired to kill Cynthia, that this was planned, they had talked about it, that it was Eva's idea. She is the one who said, you've got to kill my mom. My dad can't find out. I'm afraid if my dad finds out, he's going to hurt me. This is a fucked up plan. It's we not going to work. My mom. Okay. And so Jeremy is going along with it and that he's carrying the plan out. So he grabs Cynthia. He's choking her. He says, according to his testimony, that Eva kept coming into the garage asking, is it done yet? Okay. So he chokes her. He gets her on the ground. She's kind of losing consciousness. And then here comes Eva in. Are you sure she's dead? Is she dead yet? Make sure she's dead. And then she was like going inside the house and coming back out. 
and she eventually brings him a flashlight, like a pretty heavy duty, I'm thinking probably like a mag light. Yeah, one of those, those ones really with like the four or five D cell batteries in yeah. them. Yeah. And hands it to Police Jeremy light. and says, hit her. Oh no. And watched as Jeremy hits Cynthia basically in the head and So he's been choking her. Yeah. Almost had her strangled out, which is way harder than anyone knows. Yeah. Unless they try to strangle someone to death, it's it's tough. You think you got it, they're not quite dead, all that shit. I mean, you're talking, I think the estimates are anywhere five to eight minutes. Yeah, it's of, pretty, it's very a physical. It's physical strength yeah, to do this. Yeah, it's a lot. Exactly. So now he's bludgeoning her with a flashlight. Right. Wow. So Eva's watching him hit Cynthia, and then at some point they're like, okay, she's dead. Jesus she Christ. She's moving around. Who could let She's their mama breathing. be done like this? Even right. if I was mad at my mama. Me and my mama ain't always been on good terms, but I don't get it. I don't get it. So after Cynthia's dead, they start cleaning together. So Cynthia's murdered in the garage of her home. And again, this is September 23rd, 2000. She's choked. She's struck in the head probably three times with a flashlight. So, at this point, they're cleaning up. According to testimony from Jeremy, Eva has gone in the house. She is bringing cleaning products into the garage. She's spraying it with Clorox. She's hosing it down. Okay. I guess they get the mom's body, and they're trying to, like, stuff it in the trunk of her mom's BMW. Because that always works out. Right. So, they put it in the trunk, and they end up driving it out to a location near the lake. I, I still don't understand. So, you just go kill your mama, and then she can't tell your daddy that you was caught in a bed with an yet another boy, man, or whatever you want to say. And, like, nobody's just going to be like, oh, my God, your mom's gone. I mean, I don't get, the like, how you ever would think this plan would work. Right. But, yeah, I mean... Okay, so they take her out. They drop her body off in kind of a wooded area near the lake. Oh, okay. They proceed to burn her body. Cough. Because they think they'll be able to destroy the evidence. Yeah. And then they drive her mother's BMW, because this whole time she's been driving around in her mama's car. They drive her mother's BMW off, like, an embankment area. About a half a mile or a mile from where the body is. Because that'll totally make sense. Right. When the cops find it. So, eventually, a couple finds the body of Eva. Cause this the is smoldering like, this body. This is like a popular area. There's a lot of homes. Yeah. This is like a place where people go hang out, walk. It's a recreational area. So, a couple finds this body. They call it in. Of course. Who wouldn't? So, I guess at some point, like, after this, and it's not very far along after this body, you know, it's a few days or whatever, they end up... Or maybe not even that. It might be a few hours. Like I said, I'm a little drunk. Oh, I have they not noticed. They call the father his... His name this is Douglas. episode is so loosely based. I know. So they yeah. call Douglas, the cops, and they're like, hey, we found your wife. And so Douglas is like, oh, you know, he's outside like, oh, fuck, my wife is dead. I mean, I'm guessing. Well, let's not disparage the father because he seems... I mean... He was probably all to hell, guys. Well, that was my sympathetic, like, oh, fuck, my wife is dead. It's not come across as very sympathetic right now, but I'm just going to say, let's move on. Oh, okay. But I'm sure he was distraught. He was very upset. Let's agree. I thought we just talked about that. Yes. 
So, of course, he's like, well, I need to go in the house and tell my daughters and my kids what's happened. So, he goes in the house. He starts telling the children what's going on. And oh, so, there's some siblings? She's not an only child? Yeah. You didn't lay that out like normal. Well, I mean, I guess there's other kids. There's, so, there's other kids. Smaller well, I'm kids. Sloppy. This is notes. This is not like a well No, this is what story. it's supposed to be. But So, there's other kids in the house besides right. maybe she's the oldest. We don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so he's telling the other kids something's happened well, to your mom. He's like, "Oh my God, something's happened to your mom. She's dead." And then Eva starts screaming, "No, no, I don't have a mother anymore." Oh wow, a little bit over the top. So the cops are starting to investigate this property. They end up finding kind of a clump of hair and blood in a grate outside the garage. Oh, where she washed the fucking garage she had taken up. A yeah, like basically taking a water hose and trying to wash the garage out. Ugh. But there's like a clump of hair, there's blood, like it didn't quite clean up as thoroughly, I guess, as this teenager. That's what happens when you bludging someone and yeah. you're a dumbass kid. Then when cops start to, in, you know, interrogate the family and they start talking to Eva, they're asking a lot of questions. She initially tells them that Cindy, her mother, was going to Asheville, and she didn't know when she was coming back. Oh, wow. So, the last time I saw my mom, she told me she was going to Asheville. She got in the car. She left. I haven't seen her since. I don't know what's going on. Okay, I don't know why there's a clump of her hair on the garage drain. But during questioning, as they're asking more questions, she starts straying from her original statements. Oh, wow. It's almost as if she's lying. And then it comes out, when they start questioning some other people, too, about Eva's behavior, someone described her as being um, completely difficult to deal with and that her mother had expressed multiple times that she was very difficult to deal with. She would pout, throw fits, would be really unkind, disrespectful until she got her way. Okay. Just exhibiting this really spoiled, kind of out-of-control behavior. Well, yeah, that explains a lot. Dad talks about their family, and he's like, well, yeah, Cynthia and Eva had some problems, like most mothers and daughters, but overall, they got along, they loved each other, you know, we're just a really normal family, we would go on trips, we enjoyed traveling together, we would take these big vacations, we would go to Europe, all over the United oh, States. Fuck. Okay. I mean, this wow. girl definitely was like living a life of privilege. Sounds it. One of Mother's friends came out and said not only was Eva a handful, but that she had got caught letting boys in her room when they had been on a European vacation, which hadn't been, I guess, that far off. So she's doing it on another continent? Then they had gone to Charleston on a vacation, and at some point Eva had thrown some massive temper tantrum and basically ruined kind of the whole vacation. Really? So mom had expressed to multiple friends that Eva was just a fucking handful. She sounds like a little asshole. She's but you know what? Very spoiled. They let her become that. They I'm did. gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. So cops are starting to kind of piece this all together that wait a minute, we find this blood and all this stuff in the garage. Yeah. She's telling us her mom went to Asheville, but we know good and well her mom went to a bridal shower. And excused herself. Exactly. Basically, dog is I gotta go home and take care of some shit. Yeah. Right. And then on top of that, it's paired with multiple people telling them, the cops, that Eva was a very difficult kid. Right. 
that she was very spoiled, manipulative, They've had issues, titled. She yeah. had mom butted she heads can't stop quite often. Fucking everybody. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, eventually, it's going to all start to come together, and they're going to make an arrest. It's like some butt cheeks coming together. They like some are butt going cheeks. to arrest Jeremy Dunlap as well as Eva Barlow. Really? Yes. So they're already on the Jeremy too. Now, Jeremy is going to have a completely different side of the story from Eva. Mm. Jeremy is going to talk about how Eva was very manipulative and calculating. She pre-planned this entire murder. She could have been. She wanted to kill her mom. She talked initially about maybe tampering with Cindy's car. Like, can we cut the brake lines? Can we do something so that she has an accident? You know what? What? I've kind of always wanted to, like, I have some mortal enemies that, like, I really could, if in a perfect world, if I could get away Should with it, kill about this? No, maybe. I'm not going to name them. This beer is really good. Okay. But I'm saying, cutting their fucking brake lines and just imagine them, like, backing out of their drive and they get going right. They don't notice anything's wrong at first, but apparently they live on, like, a really curvy fucking steep mountain road. And, like, just the next thing you know, they're careening through the fucking curve and they're like, oh, and they go to pump and brake and they go through the floor and they're like, ksh, ksh, and you know you fucking cause that and then they wreck and die. This is like a scene from that John Candy movie, Who's Harry Crumb? Did you ever see that where he's a detective? Oh, fuck, I love it. I love it. That's a fucking great movie. It is. It's very underrated. John Candy's an incredible person. That movie was fucking funny. I wish he was still alive. I'll fight you. That movie is great. Yeah, bring it. But he is like driving down the curvy road in a car with the brakes. Yeah. That's the scene I'm imagining. Is that what you're thinking about? Well, yeah, I would totally love to do that to some people. He said that. Eva also talked about maybe poisoning her mother. So they've had multiple discussions about, I need to get rid of my mom. Yes. And it's all coming from her. Yes. But you described her as being like this strong personality who loved to surround herself with these meek personalities who listen, like basically would let her manipulate. Right. And Jeremy was definitely infatuated with her. So that does not... That seems like it could be plausible. Right. And this is all coming from him. And at the time, he's completely infatuated with her. Right. He loves her. But he's He's in trouble, too. So we have to consider that. Like, whatever. Exactly. But he could be trying to save his own skin. So the morning of the murder. Now, you have to remember the 22nd is when they were caught in bed. The 23rd is when they're planning this. He says that Eva was coming up with all these different scenarios. At one point, she picked up some fishing line. And said, you could choke her with this. Okay. Then at some point, she picks up like a small knife. It better be some high tensile pitching line. And she's just like, saying. hey, you could stab her with this. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to stab anybody, girl. Yeah. But fuck, you know, at the same time, fuck Jeremy. I'm just saying. If I'm messing with some chick and she's just like, you know what? We got caught and I'm going to get in trouble and like might have some consequences because I can't stop doing this and like going against what my parents say. And, and parents have a right under their house and rules as long as they're not abusing and like being total shitbags to their kids to say what goes. Let's be honest. Until you pay the mortgage, you really don't get to slam doors and make decisions. That's my opinion. Well, yeah. But... I'm gonna be you like, I'm equal in this household. I'm not gonna thing. kill somebody for you, girl. I enjoyed what we did and everything was fine and it was some ill nana, 
but I'm not going to kill for you. I'm not going to kill your mama. You can stop showing me the accoutrements of murder. Stop. The accoutrements. <laughs> okay. Did you just syllable drop on me? So here we are. They have Eva in custody. They have Jeremy in custody. They are going to go to trial. Um, some things that come out during the trial, of course, Jeremy is trying to explain that this was Eva's idea. She had these different scenarios, like right. mentioned fishing line, yeah. cut her brakes, can we poison her? Yeah, can we just shoot and her And that he yeah. was really just kind of under her spell and mm. willing to kill for her. I guess that's possible with a weak mind. And then Eva is like, no, you know, I didn't have anything to do with this. This was all his idea. Right. It's a he said, she said. It is. A classic. And that's what it comes down to. Right. Now, Jeremy studied theater in college, and that comes out quite a bit during the interrogation. Oh, my God. Is he acting? testimony is that cops are like, how are we supposed to believe you in the DA? How are we supposed to believe you? Don't you Because you were in theater? Don't you have a background in acting? How do we know oh, you're not oh acting my God. right now? Wow, that would be like the only time that like being in acting or theater and drama club in high school matters. That's funny. Right. Seriously. And, you know, he was very infatuated with Eva. And I mean, even initially in the interrogation, he was trying to take the full rap. Okay. When he realized that Eva was trying to turn on him, that's when he kind of came out with the Okay, so he... So it really boils down kind of this he said, she said thing. But during the trial, Eva's father totally stood by her. I mean, he was very supportive. Is he basically uh, like my wife was a bitch? Uh, well, no, but he just really believed in his daughter's innocence. Oh, and that this other like, guy hey, kind of pushed we're her this to really it. happy, awesome family. Yeah. We had great times, European vacations together. I'm going to guess that maybe dad got My used to looking is past the logical. Innocent. Yeah, maybe dad was used to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But other relatives, including. Ugh, see, I'm drunk. Other relatives, including Cindy's family, like her sisters, for example, believe Eva is guilty. And that she shares a big brunt of the fucking guilt in this story. Right, because they they knew the mom was like, oh my God, she's she's doing this, she's doing that. And they believe any kind of uh, leniency when it comes to Eva is a huge injustice to Cindy and to the guy Jeremy Dunlap. But, He's eventually sentenced uh, to life in prison. Mm. He is still in custody, um, in lockup, probably will be for the rest of his life. Really? However, he has found um, a good hobby. He's training service animals. Wow. He is part of a prison program that trains service animals. So he's like, hey, I'm able to give back to the community. But okay. guess what? Eva gets sentenced to life in prison, gets a fucking appeal. And she's already out of goddamn prison. You're fucking kidding kill- me. Yeah. You're for the murder me. of her mom. She is out and about and living somewhere in the eastern part of the state. No shit. Yup. So if I go down through there and I, anywhere down that way and I'm just like, this Eva bitch is like all over my business, it could be her? Yep. Oh my God. How yeah, the fuck I guess did that she happen? got out. She's on some sort of, you know, like probation and oh, yeah. is living in eastern North Carolina. Last thing I read was that she was in Lewisburg, North Carolina. I guess oh. that's where her probation was. Wow. But okay. that was 
like earlier in the year, I believe. So and was that a real place? I'm assuming she's still there. Lewisburg, North Carolina. Yeah. Wow, I want to go there. But you know, other witnesses had come out and said that she was very angry with her mother very often and stated multiple times that she wished her mother was dead. And I mean, she I manipulated. And I know she it's possibly not our place to. Oh my god. Talk about you know what we think here. I mean, it's what well, it isn't that, right now? Especially we, don't really, we oftentimes don't express a whole lot of what we think. What we think, except but with the unsolved cases. I think this girl is guilty. I don't know what I think right now. I but think she. I think that was she was guiltier than he is. Murdering her mother, dumping her body, and she fucking she put him the, under a spell. She was like the primary driver of this. Oh my gosh, she sucked I mean, his let's dick. Face it. This Jeremy Dunlap, who by the way, shares my birthday. I can't believe I'm saying this right now. now, but I think she fucking manipulated him through his nuts. Maybe. Okay. But I think that it was all her because let's face it, Jeremy probably would have never done this on his own if he hadn't been steered. Let's he's go ahead and say of, he's not just going to go out and kill somebody. It's not the first time that's happened. I think that she had a big part in this, and she shouldn't be out and about. I agree with her mother's family in that she's a big part of the story. She's guilty, and she belongs in jail. But now she's out and about living her fucking life. I'm gonna go ahead Probably and tell y'all spoil like she was before. Look, if you guys or girls or whatever, how what way you slant, none of that matters. If you fucking with a girl named Eva down toward the eastern part of North Carolina, you need to go ahead and know that you could be in danger right now. Oh my God, she's probably going to listen to this and she's going to come find you, bitch. I wish she would because I ain't seen a picture of her, but I'll swing on a girl if I need to protect myself and my family. But poor Cynthia Barlow, she was only 46 years old when she was murdered by her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend in her garage. Of her home. God damn. The whole situation is just fucking crazy. That's sick. I mean, my thing is, if you're going to do some fucking dumb shit as a teenager and you get caught, then bear the brunt of your fucking punishment. Face Look. the music. Deal with it. But this, I feel like this all goes to prove that this girl is very selfish, very self-centered. She was spoiled. Isn't that a hell of a reason to she kill someone? She was manipulative. Someone? I'm her seriously. Her mother is gone. And this all is because like sobering she wanted to have sex with some boy... Yeah, fucking house when she's 17 years yeah. old. Well, you know, I've been told over and over, we don't like, this is not going to work for us. This is not going to work inside of our rules. This is making me feel like responsible and sober right now because I can't even, her mom didn't even do anything. No stories about some crazy ass abuse or I'm a horrible mother or I ignored you or didn't love you. Maybe she pushed her to do that. I mean, but a lot of parents do that. That doesn't mean they deserve to be killed in their own fucking home because of something you did. Some scenario you created. Well, it just makes me wonder, like, as an adult, is this girl looking back and thinking, like, wow, I did something really fucking horrible? Maybe she does. Or is does. she one of those people who is so spoiled and enabled that she believes her own bullshit? That she believes she didn't have any part of this and it's not her fault? Wow, you just really opened my eyes to something like maybe she does live with this every day. Maybe she does, guys. Maybe, let's let's be honest. Maybe she does. Maybe she does. But maybe <laughs> she does. Maybe she does like 
uh, yeah, I'm out of jail and all that, blah, blah, blah. Who's not going to try to get out of jail once they're there? Let's be honest. Everybody wants to improve their situation for whatever, you know, I mean, honestly. They don't want to drink toilet wine? Well, no. Uh, nobody and, wants and to be romantic meet, conversations on the bowl? Meeting people on the bowl. But um, maybe it does. Maybe it's something she carries with her every day at the very least. Well, she fucking should. She should because she fucking caused it. This is some shit. Okay, so what else? Is that that story? Well, yeah. I mean, what did you expect? <laughs> I did. That was I perfect. Was just re I was just telling you from the notes. This is not like a plan. No, I'm saying I you, you just folded no up your notes shit. and put them to the side. So That's what it. else do we need to say to people? Besides, what? that was fucked up. You shouldn't kill your mama in the damn garage. Well, I don't know. Maybe I don't need to be drinking and cooking Thanksgiving either because I'm not really sure that I don't know them that really legs are going to be good. You hear me? I sound like Boomhauer. Okay, this is time to. Did cut. you just say deviled eggs? <laughs> no, let's finish this up. But I want to. I want to honestly. Your deviled eggs are going to be beautiful, and you put all the deviled eggs once you took the yolks out and mixed it all together and got it perfect with a classic, nice and dilly with a paprika finish, and you put it in the bag and squeeze it back into the you eggs like, like I was piping like it you was at the fucking the bakery eggs. is that called piping yeah like is that really I called put it piping in a bag and I was like piping it into the eggs who is the that fuck what you says mean? that is that real a yeah, term it's fancy people that's what people call with the icing and shit like you're piping it yeah yeah you're squeezing a plastic bag is where I come from you just squeezing a plastic bag with something in it Bitch, where you, you come from? You call it piping? You just be spooning that shit in your egg. You ain't even be you popping got, it in. You goddamn right. We spe we spooned it back into the egg. Look, I'm bougie trailer park, okay? Yeah, I mean, okay. we ain't going around with some techniques. But my mama... I was popping it in. My mama makes some deviled eggs and make you cry. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. Even if she just spooning that shit in it the It don't egg, matter if she fucking spit it so back good. in that egg, girl. You're gonna like eat it. Like a baby bird. She's yes. eating it and then just spread. It's gonna be the best <laughs> damn. Regurgitating it back in the egg. Deal flavor. Do you feel like we've lost listeners at this point? Because I kind of feel like I have. Like, I don't know if people are gonna want to listen to this podcast. No. If they made it past the first, like, 10 minutes no. or you know what? four minutes, no. I appreciate you. No, you stop that right now. Because I know that the people that matter to us, the people that know us, have stuck with us this far. And I want to let them know, no matter who you are, we love you. We should play an air supply song. Can you cut that in? I don't know, maybe, but thank you for We're listening. not editing this. Thank You're going to load it right oh now. God. Thank you for You're listening gonna load it right to out. Mountain Murders. We hope and that you have a very happy Thanksgiving. Again, we do. This is our special 51st episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. And we are intoxicated, so it's probably not that smooth. But we don't we'll be care. we'll back soon with a better podcast for you. And we just want to say thanks for listening and happy holidays. And we love you so much. Enjoy it.